Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In chapters 7 and 10 of his treatise on truth, the De Veritate, Anselm of Canterbury is going to now redirect us back to thinking about the highest truth, that is God, and also thinking about the totality of beings, you could say, the essentia or existentia of everything else besides God that has being, that is. And there's a lot of, you could say, rather deep metaphysics going on here, being in some respects kind of offhandedly discussed. And so that's something that we want to work our way through. And in the very beginning of chapter seven, he says, consider whether apart from the highest truth, truth might be understood to be in anything besides what we have already looked into. And a student says, what could that be? And he says, do you think that anything could be at any time or in any place that was not in this highest truth? The highest truth, of course, is God and that did not receive what it is insofar as it is or that it could be something else than what it now is. And the student says, well, that's unthinkable. So what is he talking about there? He's saying everything that is, everything that has being is in a certain way in the highest truth. It doesn't just merely participate in truth. It's in truth itself. And he says that it receives a kippurit. It receives its being. It receives what it is, quod est. Insofar, qua in quantum is the Latin for that, that it is. So whatever degree of being things have, they have ultimately from being in the supreme truth, being in God. And he goes on and he's going to say that this leads us to being able to, to make some declarations. He says that something truly is insofar as it is what it is there in the supreme truth, right? In quantum ebi. EB is there. So it's not just insofar as it has being, it has its greatest being. And this is kind of a trippy idea within the supreme truth, not actually even within itself. And this is an idea that he unpacked in the monologion, which is being referenced earlier. So what does this give us? This gives us sort of a metaphysics where we have things that, that exist like you and me or chalkboards or shoes or pick whatever you like. And then there's God, the supreme truth, and things are in that. But notice that this chapter title is about the essentia, the being or essence of things, rerum, right? So there is truth then, Anselm says, in the essence or being of all things, omna quae sunt essentia. Now, it should be omnia quae sunt except for God, right? the, the essence or the being, because essence doesn't mean here in Anselm what it typically means in other thinkers, like the what it is of the thing or how we define it, you know, leaving aside accidental properties. The essence, the essentia is what that being is is period. And then the existentia is going to be even going beyond that. So everything that is the essence, the being, not just of each individual thing, but of the totality 
of created being. All of this has truth. Why? Because each of the things are what they are, sunt in Latin, what they are in the supreme truth. Now, we might be tempted here to say, well, that makes it sound like God is actually, as the supreme truth, also the essence of things. And Anselm doesn't want to endorse that because there is this essence of created being, you could say. But God is beyond that. God is even more metaphysically basic, superior, however you want to frame it. And he goes on and he talks about each of these things that are as being true, right? He says, if anything ought to be otherwise than it is in the highest truth. And he says, therefore, if all things are what they are, they are there without doubt what they ought to be. And the student says, they are truly what they ought to be. And whatever is what it ought to be exists or has being rightly recta. So it has rectitudino, that is rightness or rectitude of whatever it is, which is truth. Right? So this is a really important attainment that happens within chapter seven of On Truth. So he goes on and says, if truth and rectitude are in the essence of things, because they are that which they are in the highest truth, it's certain that the truth of things is rectitude. So we've got being what they are in the highest truth, being in the essence of things, and then their individual being, you could say, if we unpack this a little bit further. When we turn to chapter 10, the terminology is going to change slightly, but you'll notice that it's not Anselm himself who is making this switch, but his student that's placed in the student's mouth. So Anselm says, you will not deny that the highest truth is rectitude. And then he, he's going to bring up issues of causality, cause and effect. He says, consider that since all the foregoing, all the rectitudes we've discussed up until this point are such because they are in things which are or do what they ought. Does this apply to the highest truth? Well, the highest truth doesn't have an ought like that. It's not like God or the highest truth is subject to something yet higher that says you ought to be this way. I mean, we human beings sometimes reason about God as if we're going to tell God how God ought to be. But that's because we get a little bit too big for our britches intellectually and forget that we are only getting part of the picture and that we don't compel God. So he goes on and he says the highest truth is not rectitude because it owes anything. All other truths owe that highest truth, but he owes nothing to another, nor is there any reason why God is as he is. And then he brings up causality and he says, this rectitude, God, the highest truth, is the cause of all other truth and rectitude, but nothing is the cause of that. And then the student says something kind of interesting. He says, all right, yeah, I, I get that. I see that when it comes to other things besides God, some of them are just effects, right? So there's a cause for them and then they are effects and they don't make anything else happen. Although, you know, they could make something else happen, um, but we're going to say that they don't. And then there's other things that are effects, but they're also causes for other things. And those are getting, you know, getting us a little bit closer to the supreme truth. So he's going to talk here about the truth that is in the existence of things in rerum existentia. 
Now notice, in both cases, we have you know, in rerum or rerum, right? We've got existentia, we've got essentia. What's the difference between them? In Anselm's work, existentia is often used to signify that there's like a greater intensity of being or something like that. So for example, the famous so-called ontological argument in Prosologian book two concludes by saying not that deus sit or deus esse, but deus existit, right? Vera, uh, truly. So, you know, what is this adding? It's a little bit difficult to say there. It's sort of like an emphasis, right? So what we have is the being of things, the, their existence is truth. And it's the cause of, for example, as the student is going to suggest, and Anselm is going to say, well done. He says, the truth that's in the things that exist or the existence of things is the effect of the highest truth. But it's also the cause of the truth, which is in knowledge and of that which is in the statement. But these two truths are not the cause of any other truth themselves. So our capacity to be able to speak the world or think the world or ourselves is the effect of the existence of the totality of beings. And that itself is the effect of the highest truth. So, you know, highest truth, existence or essence or being of things, language, thought, maybe will, action, all these other things that we talk about, signification. There's sort of a hierarchy here going on. And so what we ought to be doing, if we want to fully understand what's going on here in the untruth, and also Anselm is saying in the monologian, we want to direct our gaze no longer, you know, not away from all these other kinds of truth, but towards the highest truth that helps us to understand where all these other truths are originating from and how they are structured, where they are getting their rectitude or rightness from as the cause to their being as effects. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.